Welcome to Base Liberty, your source for politics. The government is way too big, way too intrusive. We are overtaxed. History. The right to self-defense is a natural, God-given right. The founders clearly understood this. Economics. We can't just keep printing off money. We can't just keep borrowing money. If you think this path is sustainable, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. And more. From a liberty perspective. I've got to disagree with you there. The income tax is clearly immoral because it assumes you don't own the fruit of your labor, the government. With your host, Darren Wisely. Deregulation and decentralization are the answers if we're ever going to get this thing back on track. We need to look to families, churches, and charities, not the state. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 33. Darren Wisely here, as always. Just a thrill to be with you. It's Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. If you're new to the show, you can listen to this on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe, and you can keep in touch with everything we're doing. If you like what we're doing here, then leave us a review because that's going to help us grow the show. It's going to help us get the truth out there that, as you know, unless you've been under rock, is clearly being stifled. The only way we're going to be able to change and and right this ship, this awful direction everything is going in, is through education. That's why uh, we're doing the show. Now, if you don't feel like looking all that stuff up, you can go to Choose Wisely, W-I-S-E-L-E-Y, spelled like my last name, ChooseWisely.org, and that'll be your hub for everything we're doing. You can find my Twitter, Facebook there. Uh, I'm putting together a resources tab that should be helpful. A lot of cool things coming down the pipeline, uh, our read- recommended reading list, so you can find all that stuff there. Now, I know it's been a little bit since the last episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was the first ever live episode that was on the Electoral College, and that's something that has just been heavily requested by listeners, so we did that. If you guys like the live episode, let me know, and we can do more of them, you know, I don't know, once a month or, or whatever, um, if it's something you guys like. I had a great time with it. I love having that feedback, that interaction. It feels like you guys are right here with me, so that was, I had a blast, really. So I'm definitely open to doing that again if you guys feel like you liked it. And if you missed it, it is uploaded. It's episode 32. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts, of course. If you want to learn more about the Electoral College, it is kind of confusing. Or maybe you understand it, but you just want to get the arguments a little more clear when you're debating with you know people who think democracy is the end-all be-all or the Electoral College should be abolished. You can kind of get it together, get it straight there, the history, why it's important and all of that good stuff. So if that's what you want to do, Electoral College, episode 32. Now, as many of you know, I was out of town over the weekend. I was in Texas, first time ever in Texas, actually. I was there for a symposium with Ron Paul put on by the Ludwig von Mises Institute. So how this came to be, for those curious, is... Ron Paul, as I'm sure you know, is a huge inspiration to me. I mean, if you watch the YouTube version of this, you know I have a huge life-size cutout of him behind me. So, it's a no-brainer. The reason he's such an inspiration, uh, there's a couple, but 
first off, just having a consistent ideology that is so rare, so hard to find, and that's a real appeal with Dr. Paul is having a consistent political philosophy and I think that's what drew so many people in in 2008 and 12 with his campaigns and beyond. I mean, the guy has done more for the cause of liberty and the liberty movement than any uh, living human being, bar none, no question about it. Take that to the bank. He really is a hero. And he's principled. I mean, there's people who know what's right. There's people who maybe in their head have a consistent political philosophy, I mean, they're few and far between, but to actually keep that principled when you're in office, that's hard to do. It's easy to sit here in front of a camera or to write a book or an article, but the pressure, especially in Washington, D.C., is incredible. I mean, as you know, in many cave, many have good intentions in cave, and same with state, local politics, but uh, the guy wouldn't, and that is what's so cool about him, is his principles. I mean, Lobbyists stopped coming by his office because they knew they couldn't get him to budge. I mean, how many people can you say that about? Um, and then the last thing is not only is he principled, but he's a man of integrity. And integrity is even harder to find in politics than the other two things I just said. And he does. You know, he's been married to the same woman for decades, a family man. Oh, no sex scandals, no affairs, nothing like that. He's so humble, even though he's almost always the smartest guy in the room he's in. Um, he didn't want to be a politician. You know, he's a doctor. He's delivered thousands of babies. He just did it because he was needed, quite frankly. He wanted to educate people. Sometime I can do an episode on all of his great accomplishments, his story, but I'm not going to keep going on. But I just want to say why he's such an inspiration to me real quick to preface. So in August, Young Americans for Liberty was having an event and he was going to be there. And I said, look, you know, he's in his mid-80s. Now, he's still sharp as a tack and in good health because he takes care of himself. But no one's going to live forever. He might not want to stay in public life for much longer. I mean, who knows? I said, this guy's my hero. I got to see him speak. I got to meet him. And I was so pumped that he was going to be at this uh, Yell event, which was in Austin. Well, Austin shut it down. So then it was moved to Dallas. So, okay, sweet. Again, going to Dallas. Uh, great lineup. You know, not just Dr. Paul, but, you know, Thomas Massey, Christy Nome, Kane. Um, I can't remember everyone else, but there was a sweet lineup. I think Kennedy was going to be there. A few days before, the tyrants there just shut it down, which was just shot to the heart to me and so many uh, people. Uh, so disappointing, so so disgusting they would just do that so late. Um, and I think there was a, a lawsuit. I don't know how that ended up playing out. But uh, then I, I saw that the Mises Institute was putting on this event, and I said, you know what, I got to do it. You know, I got to do it. So I uh, registered for that, and it's so cool, too, it's with the Mises Institute, because if I had one website, only one I could go to, and that was it the rest of my life, it would be Mises.org. There is so much great content on here. I mean, anything you want to learn about. You want to learn economics. You want to learn, you know, monetary policy. You want to learn history. You want to learn political theory. I mean, anything and everything, and it's free. Uh, videos, audio free download books you know if you want to get into this stuff go there 
they do such a great service. Um, it's the best organization in the world for promoting human freedom. I cannot understate how awesome the Mises Institute is. That's why I'm a member there. I mean, if you have loose change and you're going to donate it somewhere, I would say, hands down, do the Mises Institute. Uh, they're just doing such great work, such a valuable resource. So that was my first Mises event as well, which was awesome uh, to go to. So this event was in Angleton, Texas. Opened up with Tho Bishop. He's the assistant editor of Mises Wire. It's a, such a great resource on a variety of topics. He's on Radio Rothbard as well. Uh, that's another good podcast you can listen to. Though also formerly worked in Washington as the uh, House Communications Director. So he's doing a lot of good stuff. And I got to chat with him at the end, get a picture with him. Real cool guy. Uh, real bright, of course, So and doing some great stuff. So that was cool. And he was followed up by Jeff Deist, the president of the Mises Institute. Now, Jeff uh, was a, formerly a tax attorney. He was chief of staff and consultant to Ron Paul for a period of time when uh, Dr. Paul was in Congress. And he's now the president of the Mises Institute. His speech was called Our National Psychosis. Now, if you want to listen to any of these speeches, go to Mises.org. They're free. I'm not going to sit here and rehash everything. Because one, I, I wouldn't do it justice regurgitating it, um, just hear it firsthand, but I'll just summarize it. But he talked about how silly, uh, you know, democracy is. You know, 50.5% of people get to determine the rules everyone else lives under. I mean, it's ridiculous in a country of over 300 million people. So if you're really interested in some of the arguments I was making in the Electoral College about uh, democracy. Listen to what Jeff Dice says, because you'll hear a great perspective on that, and it's something you can talk about to your friends and family who you know worship democracy. Jeff Dice doing so much work for the cause of liberty. Then uh, Daniel McAdams spoke, and I've mentioned Daniel McAdams in other episodes. He's the co-host with the Ron Paul Liberty Port Report, the show. Uh, Ron Paul does now, which again, this is something you can watch on YouTube, Facebook, podcasts, all for free. Um, it, it's just crazy in his mid-80s, Dr. Paul is is still doing this stuff. Like I said, sharp as a tack. Um, you know, the man had a stroke, and two days later, he's back on the air. You know, he's just a tank. But Daniel McAdams, co-host and uh, executive of the Ron Paul Institute, he talked about how Russiagate ruined everything. And how ridiculous it is that in 16, as he says, Russia, 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 that's all it was for four years. This this election wasn't legitimate. Uh, I mean, you know the narrative. But, it, you know, as soon as they get the outcome they, they like, um, with Biden winning, all of a sudden, how could you question an election? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, these people, they don't even hide the ball with their hypocrisy anymore. There used to be a time where they were a little subtle with it. Of course, now they're not at all. Um, and, of course, they're using this COVID thing politically as well. And it's a great way to divide the right. And I've seen it. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it where there's people who just want to get on with their lives. Um, they realize this is ridiculous. But other people are still scared and buying into the hype. That's why you can't listen to the crap that comes out of CNN. You know, 
uh, MSNBC and Fox too. Um, and it's just crazy how brainwashed uh, these people are. After him, uh, Tom Woods gave a speech. And I didn't know Dr. Woods was going to be at this when I registered. But when I saw him on the itinerary, I mean, I about jumped for joy. Um, the Tom Woods Show is my favorite podcast. Check that out if if uh, you want another good resource. Now, I mention a lot of podcasts and, and uh, websites, things like that. It's not like I get a commission for these things. But I want to give you guys more perspective, more tools, because there's people out there who are so much smarter than me that can really get deeper into this. And if I'm just the gateway drug, uh, then I'm thrilled with that. But Tom Woods, uh, one of the brightest, if not the brightest people I know of that exists. I mean, because his range is incredible of so many topics, history, economics. But he also, he, what makes him so gifted is how he can, he's so smart, such a brainiac. You know, he went to Harvard, he got his PhD at Columbia. But he can spill it in a way that an average Joe like me can understand. And his real gift is public speaking. I mean, he's the best public speaker I've ever heard. He's punchy, he's witty, he's snarky. You know, I like that stuff. And, but again, he puts these topics in a way that you get you know use words like voodoo or fact-free hysteria um things that just you know the light bulb goes on you know exactly what he means but he puts it in a way that's engaging so it's really get you know he only speaks for 20 minutes but you get so much out of it and this is my first time hearing him speak in person but i've uh listened to his speeches on youtube in his podcast when he's too lazy to make a show he puts one of his old speeches on it. No, I'm just I'm just giving him a hard time. He's an incredibly hard worker. You know, he's written about a dozen books, and I've mentioned many of his books on here. Um, Nullification's a great one, and we might be hearing more about that if Biden is does become the president because, you know, Tea Party 2.0. Um, meltdown, if you want to hear the truth about the 08 crash, um, it wasn't whatever stupid thing Ben Bernanke will tell you. <laughs> or any of the mainstream narrative, it's, oh, failed monetary policy. Oh, my gosh, who would have thought? The Politically Correct Guide to American History is another great one. You're going to get a lot of facts if you went to public school that you didn't learn. Um, that's a great one to read to your kids or have them read. I know a lot of homeschool people will use it in their curriculum. Uh, such a great work. So uh, his speech was the COVID cult, and he's just talking about how deranged these people are. They're literally cheering on the destruction of society, of people dying, because they, you know, say they can't get cancer treatment and things like that, you know, children starving. But, but what's so crazy is they are so brainwashed, they're cheering on their own demise, their children's demise, People really have just lost common sense. I mean, you can't call it common sense because it's not common. That's an oxymoron. But they, we really have lost the ability to critically think. And why is it? Well, it's 100 years of Marxist indoctrination. Again, our public schools teaching people to just be robots, to follow orders. Uh, of course, the mainstream media, they believe everything that comes out of the tube. Um, you know, I remember when I was on the campaign trail, you know, someone... 
said, well, Trump's a racist. And I said, well, how do you know that? And, well, we just know. Again, that's not a reason. You just give me a reason, you know, but they can't. And, of course, I hear CNN in the background or, or how can you be out campaigning? They got CNN in the background. Um, these people, and I'm going to tie that part into the end of the show about just the lunatics and uh, just the pure evil. And as Tom Wood says, uh, the biggest public health hoax in world history. I just know when they write the history books about this, if it doesn't all go down the Orwellian memory hole, which we can get in, we'll get into that in a second. Um, I will tell you, I for one did not fall for it. So whether that will matter or not, uh, you know, we'll find out. <laughs> Michael Rechtenwald uh, spoke. Now he's a former Marxist NYU professor. But uh, he's seen the light. He does a lot of work on postmodernism, political correctness, uh, authored several books. But what he was speaking about now was about, uh, you know, big tech censorship. Had a recent book, Google Archipelago, which is a very clever title, of course, Alf, Gulag Archipelago. But he's talking about, uh, as we know, how skewed social media, you know, Facebook, Google, YouTube, etc., Twitter you know, how biased it is toward the left. And it is Orwellian, you know, and groups I'm in. This was fact-checked as false. It's like, no, it's not. Why are you fact-checking things posted in our group? So check that one out. I know a lot of people, especially that I have on Facebook and things would be interested in. Many are dashing to parlor, MeWe, and all of that. So that's a really good spiel. And um, he's working on a novel, I guess, in Tom Woods' most recent episode, he, Michael Rechtin walks on and talks about that. And it's going to be kind of based on where he sees things going with technology and uh, all the craziness going on. And, you know, I used to say, well, if you don't like, you know, say Facebook or you don't like Google, well, the free market should figure it out. Use something else. But the truth is it's not that simple because a lot of these companies are hand-in-hand -hand with the government, and there's some very pernicious activity going on once you get below the surface. So listen to that, because I know that will interest a lot of people uh, who listen to this show. And then the man himself, Dr. Paul, he did his show live in front of us with Dan McAdams, which was really cool, and then he spoke to conclude it, and he's just so, like I said, he's so bright. Just humble, smart, didn't have any notes, just talks, um, you know, and he finished, an idea whose time has come cannot be stopped. Gives you chills. People don't give up. They continue to fight. Um, you just, you can't crush an idea and, you know, human freedom is worth fighting for. Uh, got to get a picture and uh, shake his hand and meet him at the end and... <laughs> it's funny, I had to bend down for the picture, and he goes, that's not fair. Again, just such an awesome, wholesome um, guy. His wife, Carol, was there, who's who's a wonderful woman. She had a great interview on Tom Wood's show years ago, which I'm sure you can still find. And uh, just just real great people, real, in a, you know, just real encouraging. 
I got to meet some really cool people there, which was fun. And it was just so refreshing to be around sane people, people who aren't buying into this COVID cult, the mainstream media narrative, people who think for themselves, who are smart, who read, but are just normal people. You know, they weren't like super weird or anything, just regular people who traveled because they believe in this stuff. So awesome. So encouraging. Um, I got to meet uh, Natalie, who I've known from social media. Uh, she's at like every Mises event, it seems like, and she does a lot of cool uh, media, graphics, things like that. Um, and I got to meet Buck Johnson and talk with him for a little bit. We had a great conversation. He's the host of the Death to Tyrants podcast, which I stumbled across relatively recently, but I've gone back and listened to a lot of episodes. But Buck's show is awesome. I highly recommend it. It's probably my top three favorite podcasts I listen to. Um, and again, he's super smart. He's a Texan through and through. He's really jacked. He's a huge Raiders fan and... You know, I don't really watch sports that much anymore, but people know I grew up being a big Raiders fan because of my grandfather. And, uh, you know, I loved Charles Woodson because I was a Michigan fan. Tyrone Wheatley, Rich Gannon was my favorite quarterback. You know, I was in fourth grade when they lost that Super Bowl to the Buccaneers, and, you know, everyone at school made fun of me. Oh, man, great conversation. Very insightful guy. Um, very cool to meet him as well. Got to meet, you know, some awesome people. Him, Tho Bishop, Tom Woods, and uh, Dr. Paul, among others. Uh, I still There's still some Mises people I want to meet. I'd love to meet uh, Lou Rockwell, who founded the Mises Institute. He's the chairman. He's got a, one of the coolest voices, you know, second maybe only to Morgan Freeman. And if you need a news source, go to Lou Rockwell's website, lourockwell.com, and... It's got everything you need. You know, you don't need to listen to the New York Times, CNN, all that crap. Everything you need is right there. Such good stuff for current events. I highly recommend it. You know, um, there's going to be something there every day for you to check out. So that's Lou Rockwell's website. Um, again, the man has done so much uh, for the cause of liberty. Of course, I'd love to meet Judge, Judge Knapp someday. Um, Walter Block, I really like him a lot as well, too. So... You know, maybe maybe uh, our paths will cross one of these days. Great time in Texas, cool place. Could definitely see uh, myself living there. But I wanted to bridge into the end of the trip. And this goes on to people just, you know, being idiots, not able to think for themselves. I mean, think about it. And again, I'm not going to harp on all this stuff. If you want to hear my takes on covid the shutdown i did three episodes i devoted an entire week to it starting with the case against governor whitmer my most ever viewed episode and then talk about the economic effects and just the ridiculousness the tyranny of it so listen to that stuff if you haven't um but the best resource you can find is going to be tomwoods.com slash COVID. And that's where you can get his free ebook, completely free. It's 40-some pages, all the graphs, all the information you need when you're talking to the COVID Karens, these cultists, or your family members, or whoever that needs persuaded. Because what are they, this is always what they say. You just want to do whatever you want. No, it's a little more than that. Uh, you want to lock down in your house, and I own someone on Facebook, and we heard the the crickets chirping because she had no comeback, but I said, okay, you want to sit in your home. That shows how privileged you are. 
How are things going to be made? And again, I'm not going to, you know, food, supplies, millions of children dying. I mean, again, I've harped on it enough, so I'm not going to. But if you want that, check out Tom Woods. has so much great resources. He's probably presented the most information of anyone, at least on our side of things. He's got a great speech, of course, at the event I was at. But he, he really destroys them in some other events he did recently. So you can find those on YouTube on his podcast, but go to tomwoods.com slash COVID if you want the lowdown so you never feel at a loss for words again. Because I know it gets tough when they say, you want people to die. How'd you know? No, you want people to die because that's exactly what's happening from these tyrannical, evil lockdowns. Evil is what they are. No doubt. So bridging to that, we had... Flying home from Texas, like I said, just there for a weekend, layover in Atlanta, Spirit Airlines. You get what you pay for. I know they're like the cheapest one. Um, Hey, man, if you want me to fly first class or a better airline, then uh, you can always donate to the podcast. But they scheduled the flight from Atlanta on the layover, uh, boarding it before the flight to Atlanta from Houston uh, landed. So... And Atlanta's a huge airport. If you've ever been to Atlanta, huge airport, you know what I'm talking about. And I have actually in 2017, I was visiting my grandparents in Destin, had a layover in Atlanta, and I sprinted all the way across the airport, and they closed the door right as I was coming. I mean, it was like something in a movie where I saw the door close, so I had to be there for several more hours. You know, it wasn't the end of the world or anything, but I knew how it went, and there was 17 people coming in this layover. So Kat and I sprinted full speed all the way across the airport, went in the subway, and, you know, sprinting up escalators, upstairs, uh, you know, probably a mile worth of running. And, you know, I'm not a world-class, you know, in terms of my physical uh, my physical condition or anything, but I do run a couple times a week and work out. So... But I was still out of gas from, from running so much. And Kat, you know, she's five foot tall, short legs, doesn't work out. Um, she was, I was like, man, if I'm gassed, how's she doing? So I was like, do you need me to carry you or something? No, no. But so we made it there and we were just gassed, both of us, but she especially. And, you know, she pulls her mask up course because they make us wear these stupid masks and tom woods talks about that stuff too and has good info not just on the lockdowns but on the masks but anyways you know she her face is beet red she's about to puke she told me she thought she was going to and you know she can't breathe and the stewardess yells at her put your mask back up and i am just livid because i'm out of breath and i see uh, how much pain she's in. She's hyperventilating, like unable to, you know, I'm trying to get her to take the deep breaths. And then they keep, and I say, look, we just sprinted all the way across the airport for a problem you created because the flight came in late. I forgot to add that. That's why we're running. Our flight came in late on top of the very short uh, uh, time in the layover. So that's why we were sprinting. And You know, they say, well, if you have a problem, you can take it up with me. It's like, really? You're that inhumane. And this is exactly what Tom Woods is talking about, what I'm talking about with these COVID Karens. You can't think, oh my gosh, this person's out of breath. She's taking her mask up to breathe. Well, you know, 
Kat is someone who doesn't like all the attention on her. And, you know, it's not like everyone was staring at her, but you, you can imagine when you're called out on a plane full of people why you'd feel that way. So then she started having anxiety, shortness of breath, and it was getting worse. And she just need, you know, it's not like we're trying to pull our mask down to cause a scene or whatever. If you know me, I don't wear masks anywhere, but I did wear it in the plane, the airport, because I realized there's no way around it. And I did want to see, that's how bad I wanted to see Ron Paul and go to this event is I wore a stupid mask. Anyways, it just keep nagging her. And I'm just like, what jerks? I get her calmed down. She, she's all right. You know, get some water. You know, her face is just beat red. She's crying. Because of these inhumane, you know, complete jerks, you know, she wants to put my sunglasses on to, like, cover her tears. I feel so bad for her. And, you know, it's probably a good thing it wasn't a male yelling at her because I probably would have gotten even more protective and aggressive. Um, but I was pissed, and I, I let him have it a little. But then, you know, after she's calmed down, when they do their stupid, you know, this is where the door is. If you jump, you know, if we crash, you know, their little thing they do before takeoff said and if anyone has an attitude come see me like kept talking about oh she had an oh yeah she just had an attitude that's why she moved her mask it's not like she was like physically out of breath and having you know anxiety issues i mean just ridiculous i tell you this i'm not flying spirit again unless i get a full refund and public apology i put it on twitter you see it there it's in writing screw spirit screw those complete jerk offs uh that worked on that plane because uh, just I, I just can't believe someone would treat a human being like that, to be honest. So, But again, it, it's this indoctrination. It's here's the rule, this is what we follow. Now, if I was going to eat, eat a saltine cracker, then I could take my mask off. If I was gonna, but, but if I'm out of breath because I just sprinted an hour for a problem they created again, then I can't. I mean, again, no ability to think. That's exactly what they want. How much easier are people to control when they don't think? It's exactly what the evil bureaucrats, politicians in the state, and the mainstream media, who of course works hand-in-hand with them, the cathedral, as Michael Malice would say, it's exactly what they want. They tell us, you know, Bill Gates, all of them. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, think for yourself, great resources. Check out Mises.org, become a member. Uh, Check out Tom Woods, check out Death to Tyrants. Check out Base Liberty. Share it with your friends. There's just so much to cut away with all the indoctrination that uh, you know many of us have, have suffered through. But I'll be back later this week. Maybe some stuff on the election. I kind of have an overview, but I really want to have some good facts and figures to arm you with. So if I can do that, um, I'll have an episode on that. But if you have any requests, shoot me an email through uh, choosewisely.org. Um, and I'm always happy to take requests. A lot of the best episodes on here have been listener generated. So with that being said, stay safe, um, stay encouraged. I know I am, even though 2020 has been crazy, we got to see the silver lining. We can't give up and, uh, know who your friends are, know who's going to have your six and, uh, you know, we're going to fight this together. Because uh, I'm not going to a re-education camp, I'll tell you that. (laughs) So, hey, take care, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.